Hey, everyone. Welcome to Locked on Lakers for Friday. Brian Kamenetsky, Andy Kamenetsky. Andy, remember all that momentum that the Lakers had after that awesome win against Boston on Tuesday? Yeah. That's gone now. Yeah. <laughs> Lakers lost uh, to Memphis on Thursday, 108-95. to And man alive, did they seem disappointed afterwards. We'll they explain why. Been. Yeah. We'll explain why coming up on Locked on Lakers. You are Locked On Lakers, your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank everybody for making Locked On Lakers your first listen of every day. Make another Locked On podcast your second listen, but definitely after you make us your first. Uh, I want to let you know, too, that this episode of Locked On Lakers brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions you don't want or need. And you can even negotiate better deals on those that you want to keep. So you got a subscription you want to keep, Andy. Say, talk to my guy. Um, I got a guy for that. Um, so that's what they do. Um a lot to talk about based uh, off of this uh, game on Thursday night, 108 to 95. The Lakers lose in Memphis, the first of this sort of mostly road stretch they've got coming up. I, they were really disappointed, and we're going to get to that. I was disappointed. Like, this to me feels like in a season with now 13 losses to choose from, many of which come against bad teams two of which come against Oklahoma City. This, to me, felt as disappointing as any of them, if not more, because there was so much optimism off Boston. They're, you know, they were 5-3 and three in their last eight coming into this. At least was a feeling like, okay, like here's another chance to put a good win after another good win, because Memphis without John Morant has played very well. Yeah. This was not a softy game, even without Dylan Brooks who was missing from the game with the COVID protocols. And they got off to such a good start. They came out. They played a good first quarter. LeBron was engaged. You know, the team, you know, put some points on the board despite Avery Bradley in the starting lineup and all the Michigas that we don't always like to see. And Avery Bradley it. actually just want to note off the top, played really well. He's, He's fine. actually yeah. one of the better Lakers out there. Just <laughs> In just in the interest of fairness, because it's something we've harped on a lot. In terms right, of just, you know, good. It's, it doesn't mean that he should be starting. Shouldn't be whatever. Starting. I just he's it's not. Worth right. He's not the reason. He's not the reason they didn't win. Right, and they got off to a good start. And his presence wasn't the issue. No, but after I, that first quarter, Andy, it just that was it. And I, you know, they they maybe five minutes in the third, whatever it was, where they pushed back, and that to me was it was it was just disappointing to see them unable to carry momentum through in consecutive games against good teams. There's a lot to unpack from this in terms of what went wrong during it, Brian, and what guys said afterwards and the general mood of that kind of vacillated between frustration, uh, guys seeking answers and almost like a sadness afterwards. They were really dead. But I will just say, as somebody that covers this team but is a Laker fan and was a Laker fan well before I started got, uh, getting paid to talk about them, cover them, all that stuff, this team is incredibly frustrating to watch. And like, there is a part of you as a fan that is going to struggle with just 
not giving into the idea of I'm done with this team. And, you know, I felt like during this game, many points, just going, I'm done with these dudes. And I know that I'm not. I'm specifically getting a paycheck to not be done with these. <laughs> it's really dudes. important. I mean, that, right. you, that you that you no, stick with I'm, it. <laughs> no, for a I'm not while going longer. to be. And you know, when you are a fan of a team, like you are really a fan of one. And I've been a Laker fan for like I don't know thirty something years or whatever. You're never done with the teams that you are truly a fan of. And I will get excited by the next win, whatever. But this team is such an incredibly frustrating experience to be a part of because even even if you feel like ultimately their ceiling has been dramatically lowered just through roster construction and you know the imbalances of the way this team was built and some of the things that they took very big swings on that may end up not paying off putting all that aside there's just the question of consistent effort, consistent focus, and just going out there like it really matters to them whether or not they win these games. Like, I'm sure it matters a lot to them how they do in the playoffs, you know, assuming they're in it. Like, I'm sure that matters to playoffs. them a lot. And <laughs> playoffs. And I don't actually expect that if they're in the playoffs that this type of effort thing and this type of focus thing is going to be as persistent an issue. But until then, you know, they they get they just have to start doing better with it. And they got to stop talking about it. They got to stop acknowledging that they got to play harder. They got to stop acknowledging all that. Just go out there and do it. Just do it. I, I And let whatever chips fall wherever. But just go do it. I, I beyond everything else we're going to No, I understand. Out. I I understand what you're talking about and I don't think you're wrong. And you know, you look at you look at what happened in this game and defensively it looked like the Lakers had breakthrough like LeBron pointed it out after the game. They were fine defensively when they played defense. The offense was the issue. They turned the ball over 22 times and that was mostly backload. They're actually relatively clean early in the game. And mm. Rel- rel- relatively rel- cleaner and yeah, I had five or six I think in the first quarter I don't think they were that clean ever but I th- I'm saying like I mean like first few minutes when they were you know I could be wrong, I mean the, the yeah I before the ball was jumped yeah they had no I mean, turnovers warm-ups like, <laughs> I mean, yes you are beautifully uh, the layup line they mm-hmm. possessed the ball yeah the, point, the best my, of my knowledge they didn't turn the ball over during halftime once you I, maybe <laughs> I didn't watch. Yeah, they had five turnovers in the first quarter. Okay. The The problem was offense. The problem with their defense on Thursday was their offense. Memphis, you know, it was, a, I think, 28 points, I believe, they had off turnovers. 27. 27. That's not much better. And, but... You know, more importantly here, and this it's not just the points off turnovers, it's not just the the stress that that puts on a defense. When you combine that with second chance points, when you combine, you know, offensive rebounds in the Lakers as the game went on, and there was a lineup change to start the third quarter, which was reflective of this, um, we're just getting hammered on the boards. Steven Adams had eight offensive rebounds by himself. Um, John Conchar had three. Noted Three. offensive rebound. Yeah. John's a shooting Conchar. guard. Yeah. 
the 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 Grizzlies had 16 more field goal attempts than the Lakers did. You know, they had one more free throw. You know, they, they didn't live at the line. They didn't do all that. Like they had 16 more field goal attempts. And I, I don't I don't care who you are. It is really difficult to survive against a decent team. And Memphis is filled with just solid players. Even even with John Morant out, even with Dylan Brooks missing, up and down that roster, they play very well, very hard, and they just have a bunch of, of good NBA players. You can't give a decent NBA team 16 more field goal attempts and expect to win, especially if you're a 500 team with a subpar offense and a real sketch ball defense. That's just not going to work. To and- underscore... Understand yeah, what you're I mean, talking about, Brian? The Grizzlies gave up 22 points themselves mm-hmm. off turnovers. Twenty, I believe it was 20, 22 or 21 points. Right. Off, off of, t- by the way, only 11. They only turned the ball over 11 times. The Lakers, the one thing they did really well offensively, they capitalized on mistakes. They got right. up and down the floor. They ran so, and finished. When the team you're playing against gives up that many points off turnovers, 20 off turnovers themselves 21 points and you still outdo them on that level it's like god damn you gotta want it and by the way really truly want it and you still can't crack 100 points it gives you an idea of how bad your the rest of your losing by double digits when your opponent gave up 21 points off turnovers themselves yeah like in its own right that's impressive all right let's let's talk about other things that because this is just this is one of those angry venting kind of evenings i mean i've been looking at lakers twitter and i know how fans are feeling and you know it's i don't even have the same emotional investment as a lot you know as 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 many people do you know i do kind of as you do just kind of learning how to follow the team and kind of it's a season you know staying i'm like them i'm trying to stay balanced and measured and all that kind of stuff i'm annoyed (laughs) and Let's talk because the big three was central to this and the contrast we got in the big three was central to it and I think was was relevant for some of the things that came after the game. So we'll talk about that next. Locked on Lakers brought to you by Truebill. Do you know why free trials renew without your consent? It's because it's a business scam out to get you. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions that you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to 720 bucks a year with Truebill. Companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, but Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. Truebill has over 2 million users and has helped them save over a hundred million dollars. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at truebill.com slash locked on NBA. Go right now, truebill.com slash locked on NBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash locked on NBA. Okay. So LeBron James registered his 100th career triple double on, on Thursday. He was seven to 15 from the floor, 10 rebounds, 11 assists. He did turn the ball over five times, a few of which he referred to as pick sixes. Uh, were just easy buckets the other way for Memphis, called himself out on those. But he had four steals. He had two block shots. LeBron played, I thought, pretty well. And more importantly, Andy, we, you know, we did a show last week entitled LeBron James Needs to Be Better. Like, you know, it's 
it's not like we've been unafraid to point out that he has not been at the well, level the Lakers need him to be. Specifically, he needs to be better, but also needed to be more engaged, like especially Correct. defensively. Like on both sides of the ball, I get the fact that it is his 19th season. I get the fact that his mileage is insane. I get the fact that it is not ideal that you would want that from LeBron. That's the situation we're, we're in are. right now, in part because this is the team LeBron wanted to build. Correct. Them's the rules at this point. So Tuesday in Boston, LeBron was, you know, he was the spinal tap amp going up to 11. Like he was deeply engaged. Oh, yeah. Uh, on, on both sides of the ball. And he saw the difference and it was, you know, and, and the results the Lakers got. He came out with a very similar energy. I thought in the first yeah. quarter of this game, you know, he was orchestrating the offense, got down in the low post, was waiting for the doubles to come. Simple, simple plays with one of the best passers the game has ever seen. You saw THT flash to the middle. You saw AD flash to the Simple stuff, taking advantage of, of LeBron's brilliance as a passer. And th there came a point in this game where he kind of reminded me of Blutarski, uh, you know, John Belushi in, in Animal House, you know, after the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor, and he's going to run out and go storm the dean's office, and nobody gets up to follow him. It was like... And, and I think LeBron even kind of alluded to that after the game. He's like, you know, I came out with a lot of energy and a lot of things. And I mentioned Lakers got off to a really good start in this game. I felt like he sustained that kind of that, that energy or whatever, but the rest of the gang didn't come with him. And well, uh, in, it was, in the beginning, of the I, he, he looked irritated by it, I, I, well, I think. The beginning of the third quarter, I mean, to your point, the Lakers began down six. They got back in it pretty quickly. Got it tied up. I want to say, heartbeat. I want to say it was a fifteen, uh, like fifty-nine all, something like sixty-five all, something like that. That Le and LeBron was a huge part of them getting back in yep. that quickly, making plays on both sides of the ball. So to your point, I I think you are correct. That energy was sustained. And you know, we've also mentioned like next time I get a chance, we'll ask Vogel this. But Anthony Davis statistically. The game was fine. Superstars, stars, whatever, they have games like this. 22 points, eight rebounds, an assist, a steal, a block, you know, nine of 18 from the floor. If he was on your fantasy team tonight, you're not bowled over, but you're not like, oh my God, that was garbage. But like we've talked about, there are so many, there's so much variety. Anthony Davis, as much as anybody in the NBA, can put up statistically identical games where the impact is light years different on the spectrum. And this is one of those games where, you know, the 22 points were most, a lot of them came off finishes, you know, on the break finishes from LeBron, that kind of thing. You know, the eight rebounds, but the only the block shot, like, like you didn't feel him in this game at all. Certainly not compared to what he did Tuesday, not so much from a scoring standpoint, but he's pulling down 16 rebounds, you know, all that kind of like you felt Anthony Davis in that game in ways that you didn't feel him on on Thursday, and then meanwhile, Russell Westbrook, who's been great for the last you know three weeks or whatever, played like he he had a bad game. Played like he yeah. did in the first half of the season. It's going to happen. But you were reminded of how fragile the Lakers are when Westbrook doesn't play well, and how dependent they are wholly on the big three right now to win games against decent competition. Like they all just have to be great. There's no other formula for them right now. Well, in particular, too, when you were talking about Anthony Davis, like. A frustration that I've had with him this season is it's not that he's played badly this season because he hasn't. He's actually been very good this season. 
And he's obviously very talented and he's very skilled. He's incredibly versatile for his size. There's so many different things that he does well. But one of the things that he does not do regularly is just overwhelm you. Like there, there are players in the league that just seemingly either live to or just have the ability to regularly bury you. And that is your mindset. LeBron at his best buries you. Durant buries you. Steph Curry buries you. Jokic, Damian Lillard, Giannis, Jokic, like Dan, Giannis. Yeah. They, they just bury you. Paul George can do that Paul, you yes. know, when he's rolling. Yeah. Anthony Davis does not regularly overwhelm you as a player. He does sometimes. It happens occasionally. And when it does, you feel it. Like Westbrook, at, even at this stage of his oh, career. Oh, yeah. You, Westbrook, when he's rolling, is a force. And all of yes. a sudden, it's like the, the, yes. he defines games and rolls over you. And uh, sometimes works the other way. But when yes. it's working right, it's like, damn. But it, just, is felt, yeah. it is felt this season. Like Russell Westbrook, even as the guy who is adjusting to the new teammates, even as the even as the guy that we know has been trying his best, you know, to fit in more than fit out to use the LeBron parlance, Russ has felt like he has overwhelmed opponents in games more than AD. And just that's gotta that's gotta change. It just has to change. And it's not the same thing as playing well, because again, AD's played well. But we need him to just overwhelm. That's what that's what Laker fans want to see. That's what his teammates want to see. That's what the organization needs to see. Yeah, it it is. It it's just one of these deals. Like the the premise of the season was that they'd have outside shooting support these guys. That you know the big three ultimately the talent would be enough to win. That they make it work and all this other stuff. And that at least from LeBron's standpoint, it would be a lighter lift. It would be, you know, Russ would help make this easier. And, you know, both of those guys together would make AD's life easier. And he'd be in a position to dominate. So many of the of the plans that the Lakers seem to have put together and the conception that they had for this team don't seem to apply anymore. But the one that does is that the infrastructure is there for Anthony Davis to go dominate because he has two guys who are more than willing, more than happy to let him be that guy who, quite frankly, badly want him to be that guy. And I understand Anthony Davis does not pass himself the ball. He does not. Say, but there's just a thing. There's a there's a swagger. He, to, he had know, the most shots in this game. Yeah, it's not. But it's not even the number of shots. It's just no. Nope, my my point is simply he's getting the ball. That's oh, he's all. getting the ball. No, I'm not. No, 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 no. He's getting the ball. It's it's. They're not. You know, this is not for lack of opportunity. That's that's all I meant. Okay. No, I understand. I totally understand what you mean. But like of all the things that you could look at this team and go, okay, well, they were probably wrong in how they thought about this. They were probably wrong in how they thought the defense could stitch together. Clearly, they were wrong in how they thought they would they were going to solve the solve the non-LeBron minutes or whatever it is. Anthony Davis is still primed to be able to take things over, especially when both of those guys are on the floor with him. Um, it would help if Vogel would find a better lineup with better spacing and all that kind of stuff, but that's not the limiting factor. In 2020, when he was better and more dominant and left more imprints, particularly in the playoffs, the Lakers played a starting lineup that was super duper clunky, you know, and Davis still managed to do what he did. Um, it's in him. 
more Frank Vogel talked about the lineup. Uh, they made they 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 went with small to begin the game and started Dwight Howard in the, at the uh, start of the third quarter. It is indicative of the puzzle that Vogel is trying to solve. Hasn't figured out how to do it, and I want to ask you a couple questions, Andy, about maybe what the best practices might be going forward to try to figure something out here because uh, they got to come up with something quickly. We'll do that next. Locked on Lakers brought to you by Built Bar. It's the holiday season right now, which means gifts, eating, and more eating. And you know what? Go nuts. You earned it, but you want to offset that decadence with some, some degree of responsibility. You just don't want it to taste responsible, which is why Built Bars are perfect. They are the new holiday dessert. You can feast on something that tastes awesome and actually feel good about it. It's low calorie, low carb, low fat, high protein, covered in 100% chocolate. Built Bars are a great option for when you're going ham during the holidays, but you don't want your taste buds to know the difference. You can share some at family gatherings. It's going to make things less awkward. That and just do what I do, which is avoid conversation altogether. So go to built.com, use the promo code LOCK15, you get 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCK15, 15% off at built.com. Uh, Locked on Lakers also brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has, as you covered all season, with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football season is marching, Andy, towards the playoffs, Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head over to the new updated website or mobile, uh, excuse me, updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code Locked On to receive that bonus. So from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, down to your favorite. Casino games. Uh, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sport uh, favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Uh, so Vogel started small uh, as he did against Boston. Um, the difference being Avery Bradley's thumbs were operational, so he was back in the starting lineup. Tht there as well. So the questions about floor spacing still relevant. Um, third quarter he went with Dwight Howard pulled THT um, and went a little bit bigger because they were getting hammered on the glass uh, particularly as as the first half went on he is having an enormous amount of difficulty finding a a lineup that can be consistently consistent at the same things consistently night to night there is zero rhyme or reason to how the Lakers go out and how they perform. Sometimes it's matchup based. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's just, and I, it is 26 games into the season. Vogel, who really said in the preseason, Andy, he wants to play a consistent lineup is obviously frustrated by the inability to come up with anything that works from night to night. Well, I mean, the first issue he has that is, you know, kind of hanging over all of these mysteries is they're not playing consistently hard and consistently focused. So to some degree, until you solve that problem, whatever lineup you come up with, whatever rotations you come up with, however balanced they may be, or like to the highest degree you can discover balance with this roster, if these guys don't play with the requisite focus and energy and intensity and sense of purpose, it's not really going to matter. Like if you don't have consistent effort and consistency along those lines, you're not going to have consistency just through skill sets and talent 
because this team hasn't built up that type of foundation yet. Yeah, and it's so it's like funny. So that's uh, part of it right there. And and the, these guys, it's interesting when you said they got to uh, solve this pretty quickly. Anthony Davis actually said that after tonight's game that like he still said they can turn this around, and he's not panicking, but at the same time they got to land on a solution really quickly. But what's what's and, and th- that is a different thing because the other thing that they said after the game, almost to a to a man, was we got to stop looking. And I'm par- this part I'm paraphrasing, but this is the spirit of what they got to stop looking for that thing that is like ah, here's the moment where we have turned it around, like where things fall into place. It's disorganized, disorganized, and all of a sudden now we have this this clarity on how we can go forward and we can roll. It looked for maybe a quarter like the Lakers were going to kind of roll that thing from Boston into this and maybe pick up a good road win. And now you go into Oklahoma City and my God, if they lose that. So you win three in a row now and you come home, you got Orlando on Sunday. Like suddenly you're on a little four game winning streak and you start to feel good about yourself. You've gotten reps against bad teams. That's not coming. Like they are a five hundred team and getting out of this is going to be a grind and there is no there's no magic bullet i think ad kind of talked about it in that way westbrook talked about it frank vogel talked about it they got to figure it out something quickly they got to get to where they need you know progress consistent progress quickly but consistent progress isn't going to be they're what they are today to they've ripped off 12 games in a row. It's not going to look like that. Yeah. I mean, it's it's funny when you were saying like the, like, you know, what do these individual moments mean? Like the win over Boston, is this the start of something? You said yourself, there's no magic there's, bullet. Just, to there's any that, temp- there's well, sure, that temptation but, all season long right. to treat those moments like right. that. Right. And I'm, I'm saying, I think it is high time, you know, if not the players themselves, because I don't know for sure that they're doing that, but certainly – the media and the people covering this, like it's high time we just stopped searching for that from a win. Like we will know it happened two weeks after that win. Like we need to stop looking at that as like the aha moment, like Boston or the the beat down against Sacramento. Like stop looking for signifiers in a win. The signifier comes two to three weeks after that win. Like that, like it's it's a long signifier. It's not a moment. Yeah. Um, it's- yeah, go ahead. Yeah. It, it's funny too hearing guys talk about, you know, they got to they got to be grinding this stuff out. Like they gotta, they got to take on more of a grinding mentality. And and it's correct. Like they and Anthony Davis said afterwards that they got to start thinking of themselves as underdogs and the way they're playing right now, they likely are underdogs in a lot of these games that they play. There's not this is the downside to having a team that's made up with so many guys who are either currently stars or spent the majority of their careers as stars. Stars don't typically grind a lot. They're not typically asked to grind a lot. And the grinders of the Lakers for the last few years all got traded away or didn't get re-signed. KCP, Alex Caruso, mm-hmm. Kyle, Kyle Kuzma, Kuzma for all all the focus grinder. on the fits and the Hollywood and the DMs and the Jenners. They asked him to be a grinder, and he yes. did. Even, I mean, he the likelihood of him being around this season was low anyway. Montrez Harrell, Danny Mark Green. Keith Morris. Guy Mark just Keith Morris. Mark Keith. Hell, in his own right, Jared Dudley. 
like there's a that that grinder. When you look at this roster, who is it? I'll tell you who. It's Avery Bradley. It's why the dude stays in the starting lineup, whether we like it or not, whether fans like it or not, whether or not the numbers, the advanced stats, like it or not. He is one of the few guys on this team that you look at and say, no matter how well he's playing, how poorly he's playing, he's got a grind it out mindset. Yeah. They don't have enough and of those I, dudes. And I, and I'll say this, like, you know, your your point about effort and 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 intensity and focus are is a, is I, I 100% valid. And this is and I don't I'm not literally asking you to answer this now. It's a question we can answer next week and it a lot of this, though, to me is is I'm still looking at the, especially with the supporting cast, and trying to figure out where, where, where effort is a thing, and intensity is a thing, and focus is a thing, and then you have to add understanding and skill set because sometimes when you don't know what you're doing, or you're not good at the thing that you're being asked to do, you look like you're unfocused. Like I will say this, Malik Monk, I I, I think is working. Hard. He has moments where he stops and the motor, like whatever, defensively. By his own admission. He gets, he gets caught, you know, napping. You get like, but that happens to a lot of people. Um, he is also not great at the things that they're asking him to do defensively. So, like, focus and intensity and effort, like, you know, LeBron is excellent at all the things that he can do. And then, you know, the intensity waxes and wanes a little bit sometimes with good cause because you don't want so that's another to kind of wrap it back to where i was at the beginning of the segment and we can finish here that is i think part of the 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 incredibly difficult thing that frank vogel has in front of him is you know he at the very least he had guys he could ask to do a b and c last year knew what that was and 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 the pieces had a coherent fit to them even with guys like Schroeder and Harrell and whatever, knew what their shortcomings were, knew what they, and like that was all established. And it was like you could work around it. And I think the frustration comes with him in I mean, in, in that look. they're still working through all of that stuff, and that ultimately there is no fit that makes this worse. Sure. And you're, well, it's, I mean, it's I think the Argo are... solution where you have to decide on whatever course you're going to take and accept. That here are the five things that suck about the lineups or the rotation or whatever that we're going to go forward with. Hopefully, the seven things we think are better will outweigh it, and we're just going to figure it out. But we're doing this. That's, I think, where they need to go. Well, I mean, I think there are there are certain things that I think Vogel could do to make uh, make the overall uh, I don't know the overall effect more functional like i i would personally play tht off the bench i would play tht I don't off think the bench he, i don't I start think he, ellington with that group yes yeah, i don't think i don't think he fits with this lineup at all um you know i mean the the avery bradley thing we've discussed to death again he played well in this game but you know there there are certain things i think vogel could and should be doing mm-hmm. that could make life a little bit easier i think he has been at times very flexible, at times a little bit too stubborn. But I still feel like until they solve the consistent effort, focus, and purpose thing, the other mixing and matching that Vogel looks to do is not going to bear consistent fruit anyway. 
Yeah, there's there's a lot of truth to that because um, you, because this this team just isn't good enough right now to you know be greater than the sum of their parts through their parts, if that makes any sense. It does. Um, all right. Well, this was a downer of a show because it was a really annoying game. It just was. Well, we're not going to be Pollyanna a, for you people. Sorry. Nope. And I don't think I don't, I don't think that's no, what they're looking for right now. No, I don't think it's why people come to us either. No. Um, but it's going to get better. I feel like you know Monday is going to be a much happier show. I'm fe- I'm going into the weekend feeling good, Andy, because I am by nature an optimistic person. Um, many people think that's, that's <laughs> that may play stupid. Orlando on Sunday. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> In Oklahoma City on Friday. There's Oklahoma City on Friday and Orlando on Monday. And gosh darn it, I'm going to feel optimistic about these. I'm an optimist by nature. I also looked at the schedule. I looked at the schedule. Um, Please on Monday, regardless of what happens, make us your first listen of every day. Because if if it goes poorly this weekend, you're going to want to hear what we have to say. Um, We're working hard for y'all. And you're going to be interested to find out who the next coach is going to be. So... uh, (laughs) And we'll get to all that. uh, And uh, Lockdown Lakers on YouTube. Have a great weekend, everyone. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.